0: All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing and spinning the 1 and 2s. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 87737 Grind. All right. So, keeping it moving here, um sticking with the uh basketball theme here we got a question coming in for Shelby I'll get to that here shortly Shelby when we get to uh, transitional football with some other NBA I want to talk about um, first of all so that's my thoughts kind of on the whole super team. That's my opinion. I really don't think. Yes, we've got some better teams than others. Some, um, and I do agree with Jonas what he's saying is that it's more of like, you know, the tandem. You know, you got, you know, the the third person that could really step up, but it's more just the tandem. But at the end of the day, you know me, if we're calling anybody these teams super team, then we need to redo what we call those other teams, because we ain't got no teams in the NBA right now close to those other teams. That's all I'm saying with that. But me keep it moving. So yeah, so the Miami Heat deliver a beat down of the Bucks. 123 to 97 uh just pretty much like i said they it, it maybe it's a mental thing with the heat I, I don't know you know um but you know we'll see um i'm really going to pay attention to milwaukee in the second half of the season uh because pretty much by the time we get to like the last few weeks or the last three weeks of the regular season when we get to late March, like like april mid-april or so um There should whatever team that they're going to be under Doc Rivers, at least first this year going into the playoffs, you'll know by then. So I'm going to give Doc a little bit more time, but I'm already I just don't see other than maybe a little bit more attention to detail on defense and better effort and being held accountable on defense compared to maybe what they were with Griffin or whoever. I just feel that there's not going to be any magic dust that Doc's going to sprinkle. That's going to be the difference of getting them out to East of the Finals. But we'll wait and see. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit that I was wrong. Um also NBA-wise, I talked about them a little bit on yesterday's show. Um and, and it stays Pat, man. The Kings, they fall to the Suns 130 to 125. Uh they just fell. I watched this game. They just fell apart in the third quarter. Um, they really did, uh, you know. There's uh, and and it's flying on the radar, uh, but again, you know, um, Mike Brown. I'm sorry, man. I, I mean this this does fall in the footsteps. This is the perfect example of a young team, you know, getting comfortable in the off season, uh, getting bellies full, which I don't know why, but I'll explain that here shortly. But getting bellies full and smelling your own stopping to smell your own piss like dogs do and too much San Rothstein. Like it's like they like this, it's like this group right here accomplished breaking the playoff drought for the Sacramento Kings last year. And everybody patted on the back and everybody liked the beam. They pushed the, the Golden State Warriors to the brink. And it's like, okay, mission accomplished. That's how they've come out this season. Now, I think early on they might have had some injuries here and there, you know. But what I'm looking at is pretty much the same team that was playing last year. They had a – they Darren Fox is still a stud. I mean, you know, despite his box numbers last night, Monk had a pretty decent game. Uh, had like 20-25, uh, you know – um, Fox had over thirty, and some assist, they still lost. But to me, their edge—they're they're not as hungry as they were last year. Like they got tired of hearing the non-playoffs, we can't make the playoffs, and they put a lot of energy through eighty-two, and they—they're—they're in the seventh seed, and and with that loss to Phoenix, now Phoenix moves up, I think, ahead of them like a half a game or something like that. They are the most disappointing team in my opinion in this season with expectations. Okay. And that falls on the head of Mike Brown. And, and, and I don't think, to be honest with you, um, Mike Brown doesn't have enough skin. I think he's a good coach, but I don't think he has enough skins on the wall to sit around two to three years and waste the youth of Sabonis and and Fox and Monk. They'll get him out there fast as well, too, especially with that owner. Uh, But, you know, they were competitive last night, but that's a game. They were in control. They were leading at halftime. They were controlled early on in the third quarter. Next thing you know, they give up like an 8-12 to run. Careless turnovers. Then you get to the fourth quarter, and you know, this is a good advantage that Phoenix does have. I think their depth is questionable. I think the jury's still out on Frank Vogel as well. But the one thing is when you get into games like that, having KD and Devin Booker when they're on, and there was a point there in the last four or three minutes of the game where the game was still kind of in the balance and it was like tit for tat. And you know, you have Darren Fox and you have Monk. You know, Harrison Barnes is here and there, but when you got a KD and Devin Booker, that puts a lot of pressure on the other team to really stay on point and try to match them for score for score. And Sacramento just couldn't do that uh, last night. So I'm still disappointed in them, and seeing if they can turn it around heading in the second half of the season and take a, get a push going. Uh, the and speaking of the Kings, they're at the Nuggets tonight. Uh, the Nuggets are in action. Keep in mind they're coming off of two uh, blowout losses. You know they had a, a, a decent lengthy road trip. They're coming back home. Uh, they take on those Kings tonight. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Don't know what the spread is on that one yet. Uh, but the Kings are going to be on the road with the Nuggets, and we'll see if the Nuggets can stop their two-game uh, losing streak. Because I am anticipating, you know, Kings kind of coming in this road trip on the back end. You know, but I will tell you this. When you get teams, even if they're going home, if they're coming off a long mm. road trip, they also take some time to get going, even for Denver. But this is a game tonight that I'm expecting Denver uh, to bounce back with. What do you got? Uh, it's Nuggets by five right now. Five? Hmm, that's a fishy line. But... I anticipate that, you know, um, because I think the Kings exerted a lot of energy last night, especially in the fourth quarter, trying to win that game. So we'll see what they have in the tank. Uh, The San Antonio Spurs are at the Mavs tonight on another um, stop of their rodeo road trip. Uh, They've got the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I think Dallas is what? Maybe won like two or three games. Uh, Maybe the last two or three games they won. Um, They'll be hosting uh, Wimby, and I'm pretty sure Wimby's playing uh, tonight in Dallas, um, and you know when you look at the Mavs, what do you got? I think... uh, the Mavs have won
1: five straight. So
0: they're so they got a little momentum going. Yeah, uh, uh, they
1: started off February pretty hot after the first day you know, after the first game. They, they fell to the Bucks to start the month, but then they've beat, since then they've taken down the Sixers, Nets, Knicks, Knicks in New York, uh, Thunder and uh, the Wizards the other night.
0: Yeah, I still want to monitor the Mavericks. I don't know how I feel about them either way. I just know the obvious is they're – I just want to see them get consistency more on defensive end. Um, you know, we know in that stretch you're talking about, I think that was one of Lucas' 70-point game, uh, games that he had. Um, but really what it comes down to the Mavericks is going to depend on what kind of defense they have. In regards to the Spurs, um, let's see if they can build off the Toronto win. You know that's really what you're looking for with this team in regards to them to try to put some consecutive wins against some quality teams. Now Toronto is not going to be a playoff team, but they're not trash either. Uh, So I was I was impressed. Um, Probably it's probably one of their most more impressive wins this season uh, since the losing started. I I mean, you can go back early on to that Phoenix deal, but I think you know losing four in a row in the way they played wire to wire. Um, that's very impressive. Let's see if they can duplicate that night tonight with the Mavericks team, at least to find themselves in the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, speaking of the Spurs, uh, former Spurs player Brent Forbes has been arrested once again in San Antonio uh, due to domestic violence charges. Um this is a situation to where first of all, let me get some clarity. Is this the same? This isn't. This is a different lady, young lady, than the last time. And keep in mind, if I'm not mistaken, this is like his second arrest, like in I would say, easy in an 18 month period.
1: Oh, uh, you could make that a 12 month period. I thought
0: it was somewhere around there. Um, from News Four,
1: San Antonio, um, Bryn Forbes uh, on Tuesday was arrested on Tuesday morning and charged with an assault of a family member. Um police went according to the records uh, Forbes went to the apartment of the woman who is the mother of their children and banged on the window while she was sleeping she says that they have had an on and off relationship for the last 13 years authorities say when she opened the door he hit and started to choke her uh, she was able to get away he's charged with assault family choking and strangulation uh, you go back to last February and he was, um, he faced, ar- arrested on a family violence charge, uh, for allegedly assaulting his then girlfriend. Those charges were later dismissed after he completed pre-trial diversion.
0: So the last time, uh, 12 months ago was his girlfriend. This one his is the mother of his, well,
1: that was his then girlfriend. They're reportedly from this story. Sounds like they're
0: no longer together. Right. But this, so the, what I'm just trying to confirm, this is a different individual. This now. is a different woman, mother right. of his, the, the right. three children. Right. Together, or their children. Together. Um, Evidently he has some issues. Um, you know, obviously the Spurs missed out on the quality check on this. And you can sit there and say, Hey Calvin, you don't play with the Spurs on what are you talking about? Well, and he wasn't he on that championship team with the Bucks with Bootenhouser? I believe he was. Uh, I believe that's where he got his yeah, ring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a tie there. Uh, look, you know, I'm not. It's not going to turn into a bad Spurs because they drafted Brent Forbes, but again, they get the reputation of quality guys and stuff like that, and they've had some questionable ones there. Uh, Primo, now Brent. Um, I'm going to be paying attention how the local officials here and the justice system handles Brent Forbes to make sure there's no favoritism. Because I know how this city loves their spurs. Now, this is some serious allegations. Um, You know, probably the truth of the matter is, without knowing the details of what he's suffering from mentally, whatever, I mean, there's no excuse to choke out a female, especially the mother of your child. That's just disgusting. Um, But what I will say, it sounds like to me that on the first go around 12 months ago, he got a slap on the wrist. Because he was Brent Forbes, and he still evidently resides down here in San Antonio, um, and I mean, is, has he officially retired? Because obviously he ain't, he's not on anybody's roster. Was he even on anybody's roster at the start of the season, or no? You'd have to check on that. Um, I, I don't believe so. Okay. Um, reportedly, last played again from
1: the internet. Now, uh, right. last played for uh, the Timberwolves. Um, it is worth noting the Spurs didn't draft him. He went undrafted out of Michigan State.
0: Who was the first team then that got him? But well, they, they get, he didn't they draft. They, but gave they gave him, him an opportunity. Opportunity.
1: They, they did. Okay. Uh,
0: he started off in the G League, okay. if I'm not mistaken. He's a spur. Okay, he's a spur because I I'll, 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 I'll correct I'll correct myself. He wasn't drafted, but his first NBA uniform he put on was the San Antonio Spurs. And whether you get drafted by the Spurs or you, there's a lot of free agents that they haven't wanted to touch because they're not quote unquote spur guys. They're not the good guys. So, hey, it happens. I mean, they dropped the ball. I mean, just, I mean, they misjudge character because I feel like if you can do this twice in a 12 month period, there's something in you that has been in you f- for just who you are. Now, something can bring those demons out. Um, evidently, he's going through something personally, mentally. I mean, I ain't trying to make no excuses for him because there's no excuse for what he's done twice. Um, but there is some flaw in that. There's some character that was missed in that, and you can't get them all right. I mean, like, I mean, I, I'm not even trying to be negative on the Spurs, but the truth of it is, I mean, he's known as a spur more than anything. Yeah,
1: it sounds like you are. No, um, it's
0: just hey, it, look, it, it we, comes, it comes out eight years into his career.
1: Who knows what 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 things he's gone through, personal life experiences, and since being you know going undrafted in 2016 um there's you you grow up you go through a lot of stuff who knows but yes i agree with you that it does sound like he got a slap on the wrist the first time and this exactly. is something that sapd needs to take a bit more seriously this time around yeah i agree with you there
0: yeah add primo to that too
1: well he's up with a full contract with the clippers now um,
0: add primo to that too man he, he was evidently he was out showing junk You know, which I have my own theory to that. You never. Oh, that was, you know, we heard there too. Well, we're going to look into this. We're going to investigate this as charges crickets. That's why I think my theory was right about that. But uh, Brent Forbes. No, it's a sad situation. He needs to get some help. He needs to be prosecuted because to me, that's you have no like you just don't give a damn. And if I'm not mistaken, it probably it almost sounds like he he keeps getting arrested to the scene of the crime. Last time was at the rim. I think this is the same thing at the same time as a Rem, which is a little shopping center over here in San Antonio for the other affiliates. But um yeah, man, I, I just you know, I, I'll be paying attention to because he needs he needs to be dealt with. That's just a that's just a bad look, man. You know that's just a bad luck, hope he gets the help he needs, yeah, well, he needs to get taught a lesson, man. I mean, sometimes you know we can't you know, and when you look at it and see, and this just goes to tell you, and this is why i I'm, I'm careful with when they report stuff, and I know I took a lot of heat when you go to the back to the junior say how I had some comments, but then if Brent Forbes is a football player, what would we be saying? oh man, this must he he's he's dealing with c t e He's got to be dealing with those hits. Something's going on. Basketball player, baseball player, when you have domestic violence like that, you don't – you're going to dub with that. You know, you ain't going to get dub with that. With a football player, it's automatically something he's crazy or he's CTE. But, you know, with the NBA, it's just like, well, you know, let's just, you know, make sure he gets the help he needs. Well, I hope so, but I just know – the 210, oh, the boys in blue, it sounds like they kind of let him off the hook a little bit like because he wore that silver and black. Just saying. And when you look at Brent Forbes, that's why you can't judge a book by a cover. He doesn't even look like a young man that would be even partaking in that, but you never know. It sounds like he's got self-esteem issues um, in, in, in my opinion. 877, 37 grind. Also, um, what do we got going here? So the NBA, before we leave the NBA, uh, the Knicks, we talked about how they got screwed yesterday uh, and how the league admitted that they made a mistake on that call on Brunson on filing that three-point shooter. Uh, well, yesterday after we got off the Knicks, uh, Jonas did it for me. They filed a protest uh, with that game. This, if I can remember, I would like to know when's the last protest that's been filed that's been successful. I I know there's been in the NBA over the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, there's been a couple games filed in the protest, but I don't think anything has changed uh, over the outcome. Um, And, you know, crazy to me, the crazy thing to me is when you, like, if you're the NBA and you came out in the report, what do you call it, the two minute report?
1: Yeah, the last two minute report. Yeah,
0: the two minute report. And you've already admitted that it's wrong, that they made a mistake. Then my question is I'll save that coming back from the break. You listen to The Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here for the Maestro to Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer and spin of the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. All right, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pillin Whiskey. Pillin Whiskey is an Oak Bell or Age whiskey distilled in Canada using some of the finest ingredients uh, distilled from Oregon's highest peak in Mount Hood. And keep in mind, uh, Pillin Whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association, and it's the official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the PBR Velocity Tour, and it's the an official whiskey of the Sports Grind. All right, all kinds Uh,
1: of rodeo season going on across the country. Oh, it
0: does. Um, I did. I went to the rodeo here like when I was seven years old. That's it. I've never. That was the last time. Yeah, I'm not a rodeo dude, man. I'm not. I mean, a country guy. I'm not into that. You know this. I know we've got history that gets untold of a lot of black cowboys, especially in Texas, African American cowboys. uh, That kind of gets erased a little in history. People don't know. But you know, and this is before my dad. Uh, I mean, this for my time. But my dad was growing up, and uh, Roy Rogers for people like that that's old. That's before him. I didn't even know. I ain't gonna even ask you because hell, it was before my time. So you don't. Even know I've heard that. of Roy Rogers. Okay, so a lot of people don't know that that character was really about an African American cowboy back in the day that used to round people up. A lot of people don't know that. You know, with Tonto. You know, they had the Indian and the white horse. He had the black mask on um yeah that was actually about an african-american gentleman that used to do that but that's a whole different of the story but i'm letting you know that because it's uh black history month but um that you you gotta sound like it's r&b friday in here but every time i hear that donnell jones that is the most underrated
1: well, it's valentine's day so. yeah
0: it's it's the most underrated r&b album of all time donnell jones there's i can count on three fingers maybe even only two, how many old school CDs or whatever you want to call them, now download album, whatever you want to call them. I can can count on maybe two fingers on how many CDs that I have ever bought that I can pop in, like track one through 17, when they used to make like 17 songs on a CD um, and not skip anything. And that Donnell Jones CD, that's one of those. Totally underrated, you know? Uh, Just side note, because I hadn't heard that song in a while. Um, But, I was about to complete a take when I came back. Before I went to break, I had a cliff note hanging like, hey, we'll be continued. And I totally got sidetracked and forgot what that was. um, Because I was about to make a point and it had to do with uh, basketball. Do you remember?
1: i actually don't know uh Years we were having doing. a different conversation off the <laughs> off yeah <here. laughs> that's probably what got me
0: sidetracked to forget what i was going to come back should have told y'all uh in regards to the uh if it,
1: if it comes to me I'll, I'll let you know yeah
0: but anyway uh sticking to the yeah if it comes back to me i'll let you know too but sticking to the uh theme uh before we kind of uh transition a little bit um but oh that's what it was there you go um the next protest Okay. Ah, yes, the last yeah, two-minute report. Yeah, the two-minute report. Okay, so this is my question. So if the league has already came out and said that they were wrong, that they missed the call in a two-minute report, then my question would be, how could you and what would be the grounds on denying the Knicks their protest? Okay, Sam. hey, we can't grant that. Now, you you have found specifics of what the Knicks are looking into and what they're really wanting out of this protest, and what is that? Yeah,
1: when you go over to The Athletic, uh, Fred Katz and Kelly Ico uh, combining on this report, um, but they're filing, of course, the, the protest to the ending of the game. Um, what they're really looking for is the, the goal, as, as they lay out in their piece, would be to continue the game. All right, because that would have been to go to overtime. Mm -hmm. So we do have a definitive, hey, here's what would have happened if these fouls wouldn't have taken place with Mm 0.3 seconds on the clock. We can assume, you know, that a basket doesn't get made and we're tied and we go to overtime. So the goal would be to continue the game. If the Knicks win the protest, New York and Houston would meet again to play a five-minute overtime period. Uh, Rumblings that the Knicks are considering a protest began as soon as the final buzzer sounded on Monday in Houston. Of course, winning a protest requires more than just an admission of incorrect call. Even when that call decides the final outcome, a team must prove that officials misapplied a rule, which means for the Knicks to have a chance here, they have to show Monday's referees gaffed, not just conventionally. Uh, oh. So that's their from their report on the right. athletic. You can go ahead and read it all. But that's...
0: Their side, okay. Well, with that said, I just answered that answered my own question. How could they tell them no after a minute of call? And based off of the evidence of what it takes to win a protest, Knicks are not going to win this one. Because yeah, it was a bad call, but there was no rule that was you know mistakenly put in. So they're not going to win. I see why they're doing it because again, you know, as Tibbs, the coaches, you want to let your players know. Especially when you're having the type of success that Knicks are. You're trying to go to a place that you haven't been in a long, long time. You know, you really want to let them know we're going to fight to the minute, the last minute. We feel like we're just, I'm going to fight for y'all. And that's what it is. Uh, You know, Jonas asked me a a question yesterday via text uh, when this news broke off air. Um, and it was a good question. That's why I'm going to bring it to the airways. Uh, you know, he'd ask me, he's like, "Hey, wh- wh- how how would the gambling world whole you know handle this in regards to the protest? So let's just say hypothetically, if you know the referees that night did you know misviolate a rule or whatever the case may be, and the NBA would sit there and say, hey, 'Hey, we're going to come back.' Because if I'm not mistaken, this has happened once, I, and I want to say the Mavericks were involved where they came back and that played, sounds right yeah that that came back and played a five-minute set I can't remember what it was but it's the, I think I don't know how long ago it was well not that long ago but it was in the Cuban era but anyway um, you know Jonas S let's say hypothetically that they went back and the NBA said, hey, you know what? That was a wrong rule. We shouldn't have done that. We're going to play the last three minutes of this game. Well, Jonas asked me, how does this affect in the gambling world, and the sports betting world? And the, the truth be told, and again, I understand that we have a new flux of people that are interested across the country where it's legalized and sports betting and just understanding what minus four and plus four and three and a half and seven and a half mean. So I get these are questions that are fair and it makes sense. But let me just lay out the landscape for you. Um, The books would do nothing. I will tell you the books in Nevada, the major sports books, they wouldn't do anything. They would just say, hey, sorry, man. Um, Now, some of these smaller books across the country, and when I say smaller books, I do mean the Fan Duels and the Drag Kings. I'm not talking about... You know, Pablo or or Tyrone or Juan, are your local bookie. I'm talking. I say small books. I'm talking even about the Fanduels and the DraftKings in the world. Because according, you know, to the grand scheme of things, to casinos, when you talk MGM and Circa, like they are small books compared to them. Even though that they are spread out to the states that are legalized. Now they might do something in regards to their players or their their clients if they want to. I was telling you, I remember and I can't remember the incident, but early on when FanDuel first came to the scene and this goes back to like some of the first states. I think it goes back. It happened in the state of New Jersey, because remember, New Jersey and Connecticut were like the first two states outside of Nevada that first jumped in the pool and and participated and teamed up with DraftKings and all that to launch a sports book. Um, there was a controversy on something, and, and I think it had to do with a line or misline, and they refunded a lot of their customers. It pissed off the Nevada Gaming Commission in Nevada, and I totally agree with them. I mean, it, it's, you, can, you cannot set, uh, and they've never done this since then, by the way, you can't set a precedence when it comes to that because at the end of the day, it, what I tell everybody, it is sports gambling. It is gambling. It's part of the game. Because at the same time, half the people that were on the Knicks, let's say if you had the Knicks money line the other night or whatever the spread might be, and this bad call, because even if they don't call, they go into overtime, we don't know for sure what happens in overtime. But the bottom line is, even if you're on that hand that you got screwed on that night because you were on the side of the Knicks, well, you know what? On the other side, people that had the Rockets, they won that way. And when you do that, when you enter the world of sports betting, it averages out. Depends on how many times you're actually active in the action. So it is a part of sports gambling. And I I say this all the time. You can know how to handicap. You can have inside information. You can basically have Billy Walters in your back pocket. But the reality of it is you cannot control What goes on between the lines from a coach's decision, from a bad call, from a, you know, we're going to run the clock out, but I got to score, but I'm going to scoot down before the goal line because I just want to be a good teammate and run out the clock. All those things are factored into gambling. So that's just the that's just the reality of it, and, and I think that I am a fan of no, you just can't. And, and trust me, I've known people that's been on the wrong side of stuff like that. I go back to the NFC Championship game with the Saints, and we know all basically on the sides of how much money that swayed. It was like millions of dollars at the time. I personally know somebody that it cost them about a six thousand, seven thousand dollars swing on that nine. Call in the Rams, But you know what? If you were on the ramp side, hey, I skated out, could boot scoot, got away with one. It's all in the games, the ups and downs, as Jesus said, and the O's and the pounds. So no, all the newbies, Take the licks. It sucks, but that's what happens when you go place your money and you place it down on sports betting. What do you got?
1: Oh, that's all fine and dandy, but when the when the officials come out and say, "Hey, this was a blown call," and that's what you talked about yesterday. Maybe just saying nothing is better than the transparency of coming out and saying and admitting to their mistake. Um, doing a little diving here through Yahoo Sports, uh, Jonathan Fagan of the Houston Chronicle did a deep dive and found out that only one NBA protest has been upheld in more than 40 years. Uh, He goes on to write in his Houston Chronicle piece, only six of 44 protests have have been upheld in league history, with misapplication of rules usually determining the factor rather than a misjudged call. Only one team has won a protest since the 1982-1983 season. With the Miami Heat successfully arguing that Shaquille O'Neal was fou- was to- ruled to have fouled out of a December nineteenth, two thousand seven game, when the st- uh, stat crew in Atlanta incorrectly counted the number of fouls he had committed. There you go. Um, so yeah. when he, we go,
0: down, I remember
1: yeah. the Mark Cuban one you're talking about, and I remember but, him protesting, he and dropping the ten k, but, he, but didn't he didn't win that.
0: Okay, but it was. But I, now that you brought that shack up, I do, I do remember that. Um, and no, Jonas. Doesn't matter if the refs came out and say, Boo call. There's a blown call every night. So, what are we going to do? Because the two minute report comes out and says, Well, we blew this call. There's a blow, it, like, if there's blown calls and then there's blown calls, get attention. It's the New York Knicks there's a lot of attention they're hot this was a, te- As a matter of fact I don't know if this was a national televised game or not I don't think it was but no because there's a blown call every night well there's blown calls but
1: then there's botched endings but- and the the, the the ending piece because if you can because because every and everything in a game shouldn't come down to the you know down to one play we talk about this all the time in football and stuff like that if it was a holding call in the first quarter, you had four quarters, you know, four or three and a half quarters to make up for it. It shouldn't have impacted the body of work that much. But when you're talking about removing the opportunity and removing the stance where this was all and 99.9% chance that this was going to overtime, and at that point it's sudden death, it's anybody's game, that's that's a whole different story. But so, so, how, would, so how would the books handle if they go back to play this extra five minute uh-huh. period? Would the books even open up that five minute period? And how no. would the,
0: they wouldn't even touch that? No, that game wouldn't even be on the board. Not okay. for it'll be a replay. I mean, first of all, we're date that game would be played at a later date. People didn't ripped up tickets already by the end the night that it happened. Damn, I got screwed. That was a bad call. There's nothing you could do, and I guarantee you, if you were running a book, you're not going to sit there and say, "Well, how much we got a refund? We got a refund. I don't know, two point five three million dollars." Oh, just because it was a fifty fifty chance, Knicks was still going to cover that spread in the overtime. No. Take the lumps, the good with the bad. If you can't get it, get out the kitchen. You know, get out the kitchen. It sucks, trust me. But I've paid attention to that industry for a long time. And like I said, FanDuel did that, and I think it was a wrong line. And they credited people back. They got a lot of heat behind them. Like, hey, man, we know Governor Christie's big ass just went ahead and basically won against us and opened the other floodgates for you yahoos, but don't come in here doing all that. You're going to mess up for all of us. You know, what I'm saying you just can't because when does it stop refunding this and this? Because trust me, you can go down the list of sports or whatever. Hell, I feel like they should have did a refund for whoever was unfortunately lost on that Saints and Rams call. You know, it just is what it is. And it happens every night. It's just some of them fall in the cracks because it's not an eye profile as, let's say, uh, the New York Knicks. 877. 3-7 grind. Uh, what else do we have, MB? I think I touched on everything. So we've got the Spurs back in action tonight uh, against those Mavericks. And then we've got the Nuggets. They're going to take on a Kings team, who I believe is underachieving. Um, and then we've got a few other games. And then we got tomorrow. Then we go break for the All-Star uh, break. Um, well, I didn't have this on the docket, but I do have a quick question. Um how do we really feel about this Stephen Curry, this this all-star contest, this three-point contest shooting between Stephanie uh, – Stephanie. Steph. The yeah respect. Steph Steph. You know, come on. You know I ain't disrespecting Steph. That was a good one, though, Stephanie. Well, we might as well. It we might be for that night. Some oh, my goodness. Now, nah, Steph versus my girl. Who's my girl? Sabrina. Uh, I- Sabrina. I- Sabrina. She's, you. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's got games. She can shoot.
1: <sighs> I think she owns the WNBA record for threes in a season.
0: Y'all know I love Steph, and this was all about you know the teammate of his has the same agent as her, and you know the mic, the NBA mics caught it up. Still like, hey man, you might have to make that happen. You know, I want a child, 'cause because of course she set the record last year. I think she uh, went lights out, went nuts. Yeah, um, absolutely bonkers. This smells to me too much like a Billy Jean King and you know the whole Astrodome back in 1976 you know women's rights sex empowerment you know brought this obnoxious guy that could play tennis and he could beat any woman and you have this tennis great in Billie Jean I mean come on I mean I just I, and I'm not trying to sit there and poop on this but I'm just sitting there saying is it is this organic or is this some type of message is this some type of political message behind it is this, is this is but is it organic
1: it's not organic, but there's not a political message behind it.: This isn't it
0: another woman's right. Let's show that we're equal to man. Let's take maybe the best women shooter in the game no. against the best It's not Are you sure? No,
1: but it's not organic either. They did come up with this whole marketing thing ever since she went lights out last year. And like you said, they've picked up the, the tape and everything before. And, and don't forget, too, I mean, Sabrina has been on the NBA's radar since her relationship with Kobe.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And so that kind of ties in with the whole league and everything, too. And then she goes on and has her success, which is great for her. Um, but it, but it's definitely manufactured for this weekend. Um, it's going to be a separate three-point contest from the actual three-point contest. So this is going to be just the two of them going head-to-head. There's going to be a whole rack, of, I think, of what they call the starry balls, um, but that will account for extra. Um, Sabrina will be using a WNBA ball from the WNBA line, and Steph will be using the NBA ball from the NBA line.
0: See, no, see, I didn't know all that. Like, no, man, if you're going to sit there and accept the challenge and get in the arena of the man... Okay, and I hate to do this, this on isn't Valentine's Day. It's not about men's versus women. Uh, hey, this about accuracy versus look. Activist. If we're gonna have a contest, if you go, if we're gonna go and have a driving contest on golf, I'm not gonna you're not gonna I'm not gonna let you hit from the ladies' tees, man. And I gotta hit back from there. If we're gonna challenge and we're gonna do this,
1: well, it's not about then- distance. Distance is when you are talking about a driving challenge in golf. This is not about distance. This is Didn't about you just, accuracy. Okay, well,
0: maybe I misunderstood you. Didn't you just tell me that they were going to be, well, she's using the WNBA, but aren't they shooting from different three-point uh, lanes? From
1: different lines, yes. The WNBA line for Sabrina, the NBA line for Steph, but it's not about distance. It's about accuracy.
0: Man, Jonas, are you- are not pulling up are, from half are, are you mean to tell me there's not a difference, bro, from shooting from the women's three-point line? That doesn't make a difference in shot and shooting from the I men's? Mean, when
1: you could, when you bring in the no, whole muscle man, mass no, and muscle dude. memory
0: and everything. Why did they they move the three-point line in years ago, Kyle? Yes, that makes a difference, man. Come on now. 877-37-GRIND. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Get a dose. We'll be back.
2: When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas. White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave double distilled and aged in european white oak barrels maestro dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery maestro dobel is the official tequila of the pga tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind please drink responsibly it's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with specs Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Heres to you! Shout. Cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category specs has texas largest selection of lower priced wines craft cocktail ingredients and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset the biggest savings of the season are at specs the fun starts here